What's up, guys? This is Titan Lifestyle. I'm Big Drew. Back in the lab once again. You know I do this every week. Got topics. Got therapy of the week. We have Titan events. And my favorite part, Q&A. I got three iPads in front of me, so I got all the streams going. So I'll get your questions ready. I'll be ready to answer any questions you may have, whether it's fitness related, whether it's anything, current events, the crazy weather, anything you want to shoot questions about. Obviously, Titan Therapy is my number one thing that I'll talk about. So if you have anything else, if you're taking Titan Therapies, you're not sure how to take them, as always, I'm not a medical provider. Make sure you're reading your labels. But again, this is Titan Lifestyle. I'm Big Drew. John's out today holding stuff down, so I got to hold it down here in the office. I do this every week. Friday is at 2 p.m. Um, we're on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, any other platforms that will be coming out, I'm sure we'll be on there too. Um, first thing, let's get into the therapy of the week. Um, one of the main things that I hear people talk about at Titan are therapies that other companies uh, maybe don't have or mimicking is Hercules Potion. Hercules Potion is our therapy of the week. Um, Hercules Potion is literally one of the best um, best products I've ever used since I started working out. I've been working out since about 2015, 15, 16, uh, no, excuse me, 2005, 2006 when I really got into it. And I've tried everything at the stores. I've tried everything over the counter, under the counter. Um, I've tried high stims, low stims. I've tried a whole bunch of powders, mixing them up and this and that to get a pump. Nothing works like Hercules Potion. Hercules Potion is injectable therapy. It's water-based. Um, so you basically just spot inject the muscle that you want to train. Um, so and again, it's a you use a 30-gauge half-inch needle. That's usually what's supplied. But you could use another needle size if you'd like. You spot inject the muscle. So in other words, it's my bicep right here. I would go right here with one ml of Hercules potion, inject it, and about 30 to 45 minutes later, just go work out. Now the difference with taking it intramuscular as opposed to taking you know, a um, powdery drink or a, a ready to go drink that's supposed to give you a pump, when you drink those drinks, um, your body's not absorbing it fully because it has to go through your stomach, which means it could be excreted. In other words, if you use the bathroom, you may lose a little bit. If you have a meal and then you try to take it, your meal may interfere with the absorption. So again, Hercules Potion, you're never going to have that problem. You could have an empty stomach or a full stomach, and you're still going to have a crazy pump. The endurance is crazy. Um, and again, for people that aren't familiar with injectable therapies, you're not injecting oil into your muscle. It's not going to hurt. You're not using a long needle. Um, the needle is usually about the size of an earring back. So again, you just spot inject the muscle before you train. If you don't want to spot inject the muscle, you could put it anywhere and it's going to be systematic. The only difference is when I do actually spot inject the muscle, I feel like I have a greater pump in that localized area. Um, again, it's water-based. It's going to be pain-free. Um, and you could mix it with your other injectable therapies as well. So if you guys are taking Titan Complete or... Um, any other any other water-based injectable therapies it can be mixed with those in the same syringe so that way you don't have to inject yourself more than once um, anytime you're injecting yourself less frequency you don't have to worry about scar tissue um, but again when you're using a 30 gauge half inch needle that you would normally use with hercules potion you don't have to worry about that problem. Um, a lot of times people take injectables illegally and they use huge needles and thick needles and that's what their brain is thinking when I'm telling them this. It's a thin needle and it's basically painless. And again, I take this every day I train. Um, if, I, if I don't take it, I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'll just go one day without it. And I always regret it. So 
Um, I load it up before I go to the gym. Um, I'll take it right before I go. Um, you could take it right before you go, 30, 40 minutes before you go, five minutes. It doesn't matter. Um, one thing I will recommend or is say, um, actually, I won't even recommend I'll tell you to do it. Make sure if you're injecting Hercules Potion, it is deep into the muscle. Um, so people that aren't familiar with injectables, if, or if you're taking CJC or TB500, that's something that you would put closest to the area, like if you have pain in your elbow, and that's a subcutaneous injection. A subcutaneous injection is basically underneath the skin, so you'd pinch an area and get underneath the skin. With Hercules Potion, that's not how you want to do it. It has to be intramuscular. So if you're taking TB500 and CJC1295, and you're using it for your knees or elbows or any other t wrist pain, any other pain you have, don't take your Hercules Potion the same way. Make sure it goes straight in. Make sure it touches the muscle. And make sure the um, their, the medication is fully, fully pushed out of the syringe before you pull the needle out. A lot of times guys will inject, and as they're pushing the needle in, they'll slowly be pulling out. And then again, you have that therapy sitting underneath the skin. So make sure it goes deep in the muscle. Now, what is Hercules Potion? It's got glutamine. It's got proline. It's got lysine. Uh, it's got carnitine. Um, it's got mic, um, it's got arginine, citrulline, pretty much all the stuff that you would normally have um, in your powder drinks that you get from supplement stores. But again, medical grade pharmaceutical quality um, constituted in bacteriostatic water. Um, and also ornithine too. So I mean, there's plenty of things in Hercules Potion. Um, it goes for about, with my discount, if you guys hit me up directly, I'll get you it for $275. And that, that's a 30 ml bottle. A lot of times people are like, 275 why is it so much? Well, again, you're getting like seven or eight different products in that bottle. So if you go to the supplement store and you buy all the things that are in Hercules Potion separately, you'll probably be spending more than that and your body won't absorb half of it. Um, let's get to these questions real quick. We got Mark1583. He's asking, if you take every day, will you get scar tissue, say, over three or four years? Good question. I actually just touched on that. If you take it every day, um, you will you you could possibly get scar tissue if you're literally going into the same exact spot every day. In other words, if you're doing in your bicep, instead of just going here, here, here all the time, move it over a half inch, move it down, move it around, as long as it's in the muscle. So again, I don't have any scar tissue from it. I have never heard of anybody having scar tissue as of yet. I mean, I haven't heard anybody. Um, so again, when you're doing it, just move it, even if it's a quarter inch, half inch, over, up, down, as long as it's hitting the muscle, you just want to avoid going into the same spot over and over again. So if you guys have tattoos, you could be like, okay, I'm going to do it over here, and this part of the tattoo, that part, this and that. Just move it around a little bit. And again, if you have any issues with scar tissue, you could always use um, like a, reg a regular HRT needle, um, which is like a 23 gauge inch or inch and a half, and you could easily put it in your glute because, again, it's systematic. Now, I talk about glutes. Ladies, if you want to pump up your glutes for photo shoots, for the beach, just for pictures to post or whatever, Hercules Potion works great. Uh, you could you could spot inject the upper outer glute on each side, maybe 5 to 10 mLs, and you will immediately see a difference. Now, this isn't a sight enhancement, so it's not like, you know, oil or cosmetic or, you know, um, what's the word? It's not an implant or it's not like, you know, like a... These fake women will get these fake BBLs. All it is is water-based. It's just literally giving your glute a crazy pump, almost like you did squats all day long. And the pump holds, too. So if you have a photo shoot coming up, got some tight leggings on, take some Hercules on each side of your glutes, 
get them nice and round for the photos. Guys, if you're competing, Olympia's coming up, a lot of big shows coming up. If your coach has you taking all these honey and carbs and rice cakes and candy and cheesecake and carrot cake and burgers and fries just to carb up, better off with a light, something light in your stomach and take Hercules Potion. Because when you take carbs like that that your body's not used to, you don't want to waste your money and you want to make sure your stomach's on point. So before I go on stage, I would take anywhere from 10 to 12 mLs of Hercules Potion. And again, it's all it is is aminos. So it's nothing that's going to, you know, it's not hormonal. It's not going to cause any side effects other than an insane pump. So lagging body parts, hit it before you go on stage. And also you can pump up the glutes as well. Let's see what we got for these. Um, <coughs> see what kind of questions we got on here. Let's see what we got on the TikTok. See we got see if we got anything on Instagram over here. Shout out to Jennifer Childress, shout out to NG Washo, shout out to Rasper, shout out to Easily Fit. Who else is on here? Phenom 1914, Charmin, Dylan, all these people on here right now. Shout out to everybody for tuning in. Um, let's jump into one of our first topics. And again, as I'm talking about this topic, feel free to shoot your questions. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, yeah, we'll get going. First, first topic. You guys know it's hot. It's extremely hot, not just here in Florida. It's hot everywhere all over the country. Um, I think this is the second consecutive month that we've reached a world record high. In other words, the whole world is as hot as it's ever been. Um, and I've seen a lot of people have heat-related problems and deaths, um, whether it's children being left in the car, whether it's elderly people being home alone and their AC goes out, or whether it's athletes um, overexerting themselves on the field or wherever they're doing outside, not being hydrated enough. Um, so I thought this was a good topic to talk about just because it's been so hot. And I, I'm sick of hearing about, not, I'm not going to say I'm sick. It, it's disturbing to hear how many um, people are you know, having health problems and literally deaths, not even just older people, younger people having deaths because it's so hot. Um, so this is some of the seven tips, seven tips to avoid heat exhaustion and heat stroke. So if I could pull those seven tips up real quick. Okay, seven tips. The first one is stay hydrated, obviously. Um, now, when people say stay hydrated, I hear a lot of times people are like, yeah, I'm getting ready to go outside. Let me start chugging water. It doesn't work like that. If you know you're going to, if you know you're going to, um, if you know you're going to be outside, then you need to hydrate the day before or even a couple of days before and get get fluids in you throughout a lengthy period of time like through extended period of time before you just jump out into the sun you you can't not drink any water all night and wake up in the morning and don't drink any water and then go out to work out outside or go to work doing physical activity outside and then start chugging water oh it's hot i gotta make sure i get my water yeah that may keep you from passing out but it's not necessarily hiding in you you want to be hydrated before you go so if you're going outside or if you know you're going to be in a really, really hot area, start hydrating the day before. Whether you're thirsty or not, a lot of times people automatically think that I'm not thirsty, so I must not be dehydrated. Myself, personally, I really don't get that thirsty. I have to force myself to drink water. So whether you're thirsty or not doesn't determine um, if you're hydrated or not. So again, make sure you have some electrolytes. Um, some of the electrolytes drinks are good. Some of them are loaded with just sugar and salt. If you want to do it the, the real way, you could just have some fruit, 
Uh, you could have some Himalayan pink salt inside your water, just just a little bit, not to make it real thick, but just a little bit of salt in there, and just hydrate with pink salt, fruit, and water um, before you go out into the sun or before you go out in the hot. Don't wait until you get there. Um, next, so the first thing is stay hydrated. The next thing, number two, get used to the heat. This is very important. Um, a lot of times, especially here, I live in Florida, so people are running AC, it's hot all year round. A lot of people aren't really used to being in the heat because... They're in the AC all day, they're in the AC all night, and then as soon as they go outside, they run right to their car, put the AC, or go right inside of a store and put AC. So if you're not used to being outside a lot, you can't just all of a sudden spend the day at the beach if it's 95 with a heat index of 105. You need to like pace yourself. So in other words, go outside for maybe an hour or 30 minutes, see how it is, and then you know get used to it, get back inside, get hydrated, maybe take another couple hours, then go back out. But don't just go outside just because your friend has or your, your co-worker, they can do it. Or you see people, oh, yeah, as long as I drink enough water, I'll go outside all day. You don't want to have that problem. So guys that work construction, guys that are outside all day or girls that are w working outside all day, they probably don't have a problem with being in that heat. The only thing they have to do then is stay hydrated because they're used to the heat. But for people that are never outside in 9,500-degree weather, to then go outside and try to adjust as they're becoming dehydrated, it just doesn't work. So get used to the heat. Don't just go out there if you're not used to it. The same way if you're going into cold weather, you know, you want to get used to it. Don't just go out there. Otherwise, you'll get sick. Number three, one of the most important things, maintain a healthy weight. I mean, clearly, if you weigh more, you're going to be breathing heavy. Your heart's going to be working harder to move that weight around and move all that blood through your body. So again, if you're overweight, you need to maintain a healthy weight. Now, what's a healthy weight? That varies uh, person to person. Um, make sure you're a healthy BMI. Make sure your body mass index is healthy. It doesn't matter what it says in the scale. It matters how much body fat you have and how much, you know, it makes you have good blood pressure and all that stuff. So make sure you have a healthy weight. If you're overweight, men or women, if you're overweight, whether you're 100 pounds overweight, 200 pounds over, 300 pounds, um, just don't go outside for that long period of time. Um, you know, go outside, sit down, make sure you're sipping your water, make sure you're, you know, again, make sure you're hydrated. But again, if you, the less you weigh, the, the, um, the less you weigh, the easier it's going to be to maintain, um, you know, your sanity when you're out there and it's so hot. And again, whether you're going outside in the heat or not, you want to maintain a healthy weight to live longer anyways. That's a whole nother show. But after that, number four, wear appropriate clothing. Um... Now, people, when you hear wear, wear appropriate clothing, if it's hot outside, people are always, yeah, you know, just don't wear too much clothes. Wear a tank top, this and that. Appropriate's different, I think, from person to person. So, again, certain people certain people get sunburned, certain people don't. Um, certain people wear sunscreen, certain people don't. I'm not a fan of sunscreen. That's a whole other show. But, um, yeah, wear appropriate clothing. And, again, too, if, you're, if you have, if your skin gets burnt quickly, just because your skin is covered, like if you have a long sleeve, thin um, shirt, that doesn't mean you're going to be hotter just because it's long sleeve. If it's 95, 100 degrees, you're going to be hot whether you're in a tank top or whether you're in a long sleeve dry fit shirt. So the, the, the advantage of wearing a long sleeve dry fit shirt is it's going to be protecting your skin from that sun. So don't be afraid to wear long sleeve just because it's hot. Just find something loose. I see a lot of the construction guys down here in Florida, they're not wearing t-shirts, they're not wearing tank tops. They have long pants and they have long, long shirts and they have hats to cover themselves in the sun. Very smart. So 
Again, don't be afraid to cover up your skin thinking, oh, it's too hot outside to wear a long sleeve shirt. Just make sure it's cool and keep your skin um, keep your skin cool too. Again, and if, you, if you're a heavy sweater, cotton is probably the last thing you want to be wearing because every time you step outside, you're going to have cotton on and then it's going to be soaked in sweat and it's going inside. It's never going to be able to dry off. So dry fit is always good too. It's always an option. Um, number five, be careful if you're sick. Very, very important. I hear a lot of people... Um, a lot of people, when they get sick, they, they quote-unquote sweat it out. Oh, I want to sweat it out. I'm going to go in the sauna, sweat it out. I'm going to go in the shower and sweat it out. Um, it's good to sweat out the toxins in your body, but if you're not properly hydrated and you're sick and you're out there in that heat, that's very, very dangerous. Um, infections such as the flu cause the body temperature to spike. Um, so if you recently become illness, you know, don't go outside. Um, and again... Your body temperature is going to be elevated as it is if you're sick. So again, you know, 98.6 is the standard temperature which your body should be, 98.6. If you're not sick, not sick, everybody should be 98.6. Now, if you go if you have the flu and you're like a 101, you're already too high. Now, if you step outside and the temperature is 101, now your body temperature gets up. Once your body temperature your body temperature gets up around 103, 104, that's very, I mean, you could have brain damage at that point. You're literally frying your brain. So if you're sick, if you have the flu, if you want to quote, if you, people say sweat it out, sweat it out, there's plenty of other ways to sweat it out. You don't have to go out in that heat. Uh, just, again, make sure you're very, very hydrated. Number six, use the buddy system. Like I said in the very beginning of this topic, there are elderly people that are dying because there's no one there to assist them. Whether they're home alone and they don't have their AC on, or they go for you know just a stroll around the, just for a quick rock around the neighborhood and there's no one there. So if you're older than 70, you're more susceptible to a heat stroke. So again, have someone go with you. If you're older than 70, you don't have any um, friends your age group. You may have a daughter, you may have a son, you may have a niece, nephew, you may have a neighbor. Say hey, you know, let's go for a walk at 6 p.m. one day, and don't be afraid to tell your buddy or whoever you're walking with, why you want them to walk with you. If, if someone says, hey, you want to go for a walk with me? And I'm like, nah, it's too hot right now. That's a little bit different than an elderly woman say, hey, do you want to go for a walk with me? I'm old and I have a weak heart and I want to make sure I'm okay. Then it's like, okay, yeah, let me go for a walk. So use a buddy system. Um, if your air conditioner breaks, it's very, very dangerous, very dangerous. Um, I mean, if it's 100 outside and the AC breaks and you're inside, it could be 110 with no draft, no air. Elderly people, if you if there's anybody who has um, any type of any type of um, impairments where they're falling asleep, um, narcolepsy or dementia or anything like that, they may fall asleep and they may not realize how hot they are and they could be dehydrated in their sleep. So again, use a buddy system if you're older. Um, and again, don't be afraid to tell people it's too hot out there. Let's go for a walk earlier. You know. Now number seven, it goes right into number seven. I said it's too. Last thing I said was it's too hot out there. Let's go for a walk earlier. Number seven, keep in mind the temperature and the time. Now, if you go to your weather app on your phone or whatever, you could check out the daily temperature when it's going to be the hottest, when it's going to be the coolest. And again, too, you could also look at the heat index, which is very important, especially here in Florida. There's so much humidity. It'll be 96 outside, and the real feel will be like 109. So, I mean, it could be hot. So always make sure you're mindful. If you do have to go for a walk, if there is stuff you need to do in the yard, or you do have to walk to work or walk to wherever, um, just be mindful of the temperature and the time. And the last thing, be mindful of the UV index. 
If you go to your weather app or any type of weather apps, if you look at the UV rays, if the UV, that's the ultraviolet rays, the strength of the sun um, shining down on you. So if it's 10, or sometimes it'll even say extreme, which means above 10 or even 9. If it's in the 8, 9, 7, whatever, red range, that's the, that's those are the times where you're going to burn quick, you're going to get hot quick. So it's a little bit different as having hot temperature with no humidity. So here in Florida, we have hot temperature, we have high humidity, and we have very strong ultraviolet rays. So again, be mindful of the time. If you have to go for a walk, if you have stuff you have to do, do it earlier in the day or later in the day when the sun's going down where it's not so bright. Um, and just make sure, make sure you know, um, again, hydration is the main thing because that's what you would do before you get into the sun. So make sure you hydrate. Those are seven tips. Um, real quick, I want to go into the um, signs of heat exhaustion. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up. Well, a lot of times people say, oh, I had I had heat exhaustion, I had a heat stroke, I had this, I had that, and they don't know what it is. Okay, these are the heat-related illnesses, so what to look for and what to do. Number one, a heat stroke. A lot of times people mis misdiagnose these, that's why I wanted to put them up there. You know, I don't want you to be outside and get, get hot and say I'm having a heat stroke when it could be something else. So number one is heat stroke. What are the symptoms of heat stroke? High body temperature. High body temperature, 103 or higher. Like I said, if you have the flu and you're 103, don't go out there. So high body temperature, 103. Hot, red, dry, and damp skin. This is all for heat stroke. You have a fast, strong pulse, like your heart is just racing. If you have a headache, you're dizzy, you're nauseous, and you're confused. And again, if you lose consciousness or pass out, those are signs of a heat stroke. So again, heat stroke, high body temperature, red hot, dry, damp skin, fast, strong pulse, headache, dizzy, nauseous, um, confusion, and you could pass out. Now what to do if that happens? Obviously, call 911, move the person to a cool cooler place, help lower the person's temperature, uh, ice cold baths, or you know, if you have ice packs, put it on them, and don't give the person, do not give the person anything to drink. So last one, it seems like you should give them something to drink, but again, if someone is having a heat stroke, do not give the person anything to drink. Okay, that's the that's the most severe is heat stroke. Next one down, lesser heat exhaustion. This one is very more very a lot more common. This one here, especially with athletes. So heat exhaustion, you're gonna have heavy sweating. Obviously, it's hot out. Cold, pale, and clammy skin. Um, and what they mean by that is if you ever go into a sauna and you're sweating so much and you come out. Or if you're ever like in the pool all day and you get out and your skin just looks like it's like waterlogged and clammy, that's what they talk about with heat exhaustion. Fast or a weak pulse, same thing. If your heart's racing, nausea, vomiting, muscle cramps. So if you're if you're cramping up, again, hydration. If you're hydrated, if you don't have an electrolyte imbalance, you won't have that problem. Tiredness or weakness, this is all heat exhaustion, dizziness, headache, and fainting, again, passing out. So this is a little bit less severe as a heat stroke um you don't have the confusion on there so you're not going to be delirious so to speak again what to do if someone is has heat exhaustion move them to a cool place loosen their clothes put cool with cloths on the body and ice the same thing before now if they have heat exhaustion they should slow sip water they can't sip water with a heat exhaustion and then again get medical help right away if they're throwing up or if it's getting any worse or it lasts you know longer than an hour so that's heat exhaustion. The next one, heat cramps. Heat cramps, um, I mean, I get these a lot, I'm not gonna lie, uh, because I, I, I'm a heavy sweater, and um, 
I love being outside in the heat. People that know me, I'm, I'm kind of crazy. It'll be 95 degrees and I'll have a hooded sweatshirt on walking around sweating. But I, that's just the way I am. But anyways, heat cramps will be heavy sweating during intense exercise, muscle pain, or spasms. So, again, most people know what a cramp is when, you, when your muscle just becomes knotted up and it's like literally sucked dry it's dehydrated um what you could do with heat cramps again stop physical activity move to a cool place like all the other ones drink water or a sports drink again if you're going to drink a sports drink drink a quality one that's not loaded with sugar uh you can wait for the cramps to go away before doing any more activity and again if it lasts longer than an hour and this and that you get medical help so that's heat cramps the last one is the least uh least dangerous one um or actually there's two more um Next one is sunburn. Sunburn will be, be, I mean, painful, red and warm skin, blisters in the skin. Uh, and the sunburn is just pretty much everyone knows what the sunburn is. The UV rays are too strong. It's basically cooking your skin, causing it to be burnt or red. Uh, again, stay out of the sun until the sunburn heals. Put cool, cool clothes on. Moisturize lotion in the sunburned areas and do not break the blisters. Um, do not break the blisters. A lot of times people say they don't believe in that. They'll just break in many ways to release the, you know, the, the pressure. But again, you're not supposed to. And lotion is very important, very, very important in your sunburn because, I mean, again, it's just gonna it's gonna cause your skin to crack and it's gonna be painful. So whether you think you need lotion or not, once you get out the shower after being in the sun all day, put some type of lotion on. And the last thing will be heat rash, red clusters of small blisters that look like pimples in the skin, usually in the neck, chest, groin, or elbows. Um, so if you have a heat rash, it'll just little, literally look like a rash, a little, whole bunch of little red dots and stuff like that. Again, get the person to a dry, cool place. Keep the rash dry, and you could use um, different powders like baby powder and aloe powders and stuff like that to soothe the rash. Now, that's just the, the um, heat-related illnesses I want to tell you guys about. I always hear people say, oh, I thought I had a heat stroke yesterday. It was so hot. No, it's not true. So um, this will be up on the page if you want to go back on this. Um, there's also a website you can see um, from the bottom logo on this that you can go to as well. But, um, yeah, got to be safe out there. It's way too hot. Be careful. Sip your water whether you're thirsty or not. Don't be afraid of pink salt. And uh, prepare for the heat before you get out there. Got any questions on here? Yeah, we had it. Someone said, what if you're cramping... Uh, Daddy and daughter said, what if you're cramping and you're drinking a gallon a day? This other guy says, your mic is sounding messed up. Your mic is messed up. Your mic, a lot of people. TikTok? On TikTok, yeah. All right. Let me see here. Oh, it's turning the other way. Did you move it? All right. Try it hey, now. Uh, hey, daddy and daughter, any better now with the mic? Anybody on right now that said the mic is audio is off? If you could hear me now, just please let me know. But I'll answer your question right now. Daddy and daughter, he said, what if, cramp, what if you're cramping and you're still drinking a gallon a day? If you're drinking a gallon a day and you're still cramping, uh, you might have an electrolyte imbalance um, or you might need, like I said before, some pink salt. Um, if you're drinking a gallon a day, when are you drinking that gallon? Is it throughout the day? Is it later in the day? And when are you going outside? In other words, if you're drinking a gallon, but you're going outside when the gallon's only half gone, are you really drinking that full gallon? Um, again, if you're drinking a gallon a day and you're cramping, drink a gallon and a half a day. Um, a gallon of water is about eight standard-sized water bottles, so if you bring it up to about 12, that'll be a gallon and a half. So if you're up for 12 hours a day and just drink a bottle of water every hour, 
and you're at a gallon and a half. Do that before you go outside. But again, if you're cramping on, you're still drinking a gallon. Um, yeah, you want you might be an electrolyte imbalance. You might need some salt. Uh, you might need some potassium. Start taking eating some bananas or even potassium tablets. I'm more uh, I'm more fan of actual fruit. But uh, yeah, just drink more. Just like I tell bodybuilders, if they're not growing, oh, I'm eating this much a day. Well, then eat more. If you're cramping and you're drinking a gallon, you might need to drink more. Someone else may only be drinking a couple bottles and a gallon might be more than enough for them. So check out your electrolyte balance and that's good. Yeah, he said the audio is better now. That's good. Okay, Revolution Apparel Incorporated. Between meals, what are your typical snacks? Any feedback on things like rice cakes, cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, nuts, etc.? Me, personally, I don't do snacks. Um, I really don't do snacks at all. Like, at all. Um, I could recommend some things for you to take, but me, but between meals, I literally just wait till the next meal. <laughs> I, mean, I don't really do snacks like that. If I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat food. I'm going to eat a meal. I don't, I don't snack on rice cakes. I don't snack on nuts or cottage cheese or Greek yogurt or any of that stuff. I basically eat um, my breakfast, which is eggs, oatmeal, and fruit. Then I eat rice and steak or rice and salmon pretty much every meal. So my back, my diet's pretty basic. It's pretty plain, pretty boring. But again, my, keeps me keeps me lean year round. My digestion's good, so I really don't do snacks. If you're looking for a, if you're looking for snacks though, you could always do um, rice cakes are good if you get unsalted. Again, if you're cramping because we're talking about going outside, get the salted rice cakes because you're gonna need that sodium. I'm not a fan of cottage cheese just because of what it does to. Uh, the stomach and the and the, it's it's lactose almost where it just makes your stomach weird. Greek yogurt's great. You could do Greek yogurt and some berries. Um, berries are the best type of fruit, better than bananas or apples or oranges. Like mixed berries, so you get like the bag of the frozen mixed berries from uh, from the grocery store. You could use those in your shakes, or you could blend those up make smoothies. Um, but from your options that you're giving me right, that I see right now. For you, I would say rice cakes are good and Greek yogurt's good. I'm not a fan of cottage cheese and I'm not a fan of nuts. Um, but again, you could always add an extra meal in there too. If your meals are on point, and it seems like you're eating healthy snacks. Um, so you might just add, add another meal or even a half meal. A lot of times people think that, oh, they're hungry, but they don't want to eat their meal yet, so they eat a snack. Why not just eat your normal meal but cut it in half so your snack is literally half of one of your meals? So that way your digestion's on point, you're not putting something new into your body, and you're probably going to get better macros from a half of your meal than you would a snack. All right, we got one for um, something about HRT. <clears throat> Here it is. He calls him steroids, but he should be talking about HRT. Okay. <laughs> I, like the, I like the name. Psych boy you thought. <laughs> Psych boy you thought. He said, my dad wants to take... It looks like HR. It said my dad wants to take steroids, but we live in Texas. How can we make it work? Now, again, if you're talking about HRT, sometimes people say that, but they mean HRT. We do HRT here at, at Titan, which is hormone replacement therapy, which usually, um, depending on your medical provider, is usually um, depending on your blood work and what your medical provider uh, tells you off that. It's usually going to be something testosterone related, whether it's sipionate. Um, so if he wants to take, if he wants to start up on HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy, he could just call 727-389-3220 and um, just talk to one of the medical providers. Just let them know what you want to do. Um, my question is to him is when has he had his blood, has he had his blood work done? How recently has it been? Um, that makes a big difference. 
But again, he could just call the line. The girls will set him up. Um, we'll get you a place in Texas where you live. We'll get you uh, maybe like a lab core, someplace out there closer to you. We can get your blood work done. Once your blood work is done, one of our medical providers will call you back. And once they call you back, they'll go over the, um, the blood work with you. Um, if you're deficit, if you're too low in testosterone, we need to get you to an optimal range. So then that's when the medical provider makes suggestions and take it from there. But yeah, just call the line. We'll take care of everything. We service all 50 states. Um, but again, that blood work is very important. Shout out to everybody who's on right now. It's flooded. I like it. Where you guys, where you guys um, watching from? A lot of people on it. No, someone someone just said if you're under 18, you can do it. You got to be 21 to uh, Sorry, 21 to do anything here at Titan. Um, so again, we had a guy that YG Lee. YG Lee. Shout out to YG Lee. This kid was a young kid. Watched us for I don't know. Seems like a year longer. He was watching us every week, saying, "When I turn this, when I turn this." He literally got with Titan on his birthday. So, yeah. If you're if you're under 18, I wouldn't recommend anything other than just food, water, and train like an animal. What uh, supplements um, would you recommend for? Uh, Y N H underscore Sam it says if he's under 18, he could do it. You can't do HRT. Um, if you're good, what age are you? It makes a big difference if you're under 18, meaning 17, or you're under 18, meaning 12. It makes a big difference. If you're high school age, 14, 15, 16, if you're looking to put on some muscle, you could just try some creatine, 5 grams, all you need, one scoop a day. Take that before you work out, maybe one scoop after you work out. Um, but again, when you're that age, your testosterone is already pretty high, um, usually. Your recovery is good. Your t your tendons and ligaments and connective tissues are all pretty good at that age unless you've had injuries. So, again, I would just pound the food, pound the water, pound the weights if you're trying to grow and uh, make sure you get enough rest. Uh, stay away from the BS candy. Stay away from drinking. Stay away from all that. Just put all your effort in the gym like I did. And it, it'll work out for you. All right. Should be it for now. You want to get into that last yeah, let's get into the next topic. Man suffers overdose on Southwest Airlines flight. Should the FAA require Narcan on airplanes? Uh, yeah, why don't they already? <laughs> when I first read this, I was like, is this real? Like, if you guys don't know what Narcan is, it's basically a drug that they give you, or medication, I should say, that they give you if you overdose. So a lot with the opiate and all this crazy stuff going on, a lot of times these people have overdoses. So what happens is if they're overdosing, they'll give them Narcan basically so they don't die. Um, you know, put it in lame's terms. So now if you're on an airplane, why wouldn't they automatically have Narcan on the plane? Like it should be part of like the emergency medical kit or whatever they have. Because if you're on a plane, this, this, this might have to be a whole nother topic. Uh, if you're on a plane, they have to have security. They have to under, undercover. They have to have someone that's armed. They have to, they should have all that stuff. Because once you're up there, I mean, you're basically hundred thousand miles away from everybody and who knows what could happen um, a lot of times people take medications when they fly because they have anxiety so they may take um, they may take prescription medication just to help them sleep throughout the flight or this and that so you know a lot of times people taking stuff like that more than they should because they're like oh if they have a fear of flying I know people I know I've heard of people taking taking pills and make them just pass out the whole plane ride so as a possibility of it happened but the simple fact that they don't that's bad. That basically means if you're in the air in Southwest Airlines 
and you overdose, you basically just have to wait until the plane lands or hope that there's someone on there that's a nurse, doctor, whatever, that could treat you until uh, who knows what's going to happen. Um, a few months back, I talked about how they're going to start selling Narcan at over-the-counter. Um, and that was a whole... I touched, I touched on that because if you have Narcan uh, overdose medications that you could just readily buy, I feel like it's going to force people to take more drugs because they know that they could just take this if something happens. It's almost like in high school they start handing out kid condoms, but they say don't have sex. It's like, okay, we're giving you condoms. We're telling you not to have sex. It's basically telling the kids, hey, go have sex. This makes you be able to have sex. So with the Narcan, it being available in the uh, drugstores, it's basically letting people know. It's good that it can save lives, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of people that don't do these hardcore drugs will start now because then now they have something they don't have to worry about. Um, but again, on the plane, I feel like it should be mandatory. Um, yeah, Southwest definitely have it. I wonder if other airlines have it on their planes as well. But again, if this is something you could buy over the counter in, in the in the, um, in the future, in the near future, people will just have it on them just in case. But again, yes, planes should have Narcan. Um, have you guys ever heard of anybody being on a plane having medical issues that weren't attended to on the plane? I want to hear about that too. Um, but yeah, they should definitely have this um, to save lives. Uh, because a lot of times when people take medications, they're not necessarily taking it to get high or they're not necessarily taking it because, you know, to be cool. Sometimes they're taking it literally what it's for. If they have anxiety, they might say, okay, I'm going to have bad anxiety. So instead of taking one, I'll take four, then they have the problem. So, yeah, they got to have Narcan, not just on planes, they should have it in schools. They should have it everywhere, literally. It should be like a fire extinguisher or... A first aid kit. It should be. It should just be in the first aid kit at all these different places. It should be like another thing. So, very. Uh, let me see. He has good ones on TikTok. Eric. Eric and Willow said he had a major surgery and was prescribed pain meds, and Narcan. The pharmacist wouldn't fill it at all. Even though it was prescribed. Oh. Oh. Wow. Even though it was pain meds. Yeah. Says here in Cali, you can't get Narcan to put in a first aid kit. That's uh, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah this is good comments. If you want to scroll up on that? Yeah, let me see what, on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. See, we try to get to some of your uh, comments, guys. Daddy and daughters have got you. Thanks for that information. Very cool. Uh, Ryan Wittyman says, "How many meals do you do on a day?" How, how many meals I do a day? Yeah. Um, right now I'm actually less less food. I'm I'm probably eating the least amount of food that I've I've ate um, over the years. Usually I'm just literally just forcing carbs and food all day long, clean food. But you look, you look bigger than you did before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just cleaned everything up. So right now I'm doing maybe in the morning time I'll have um, egg egg whites, oatmeal, and fruit. Whether it's a shake or uh, sometimes I make it. And then I just do basically steak and rice. So pretty much the only meals I have is I have two steak and rice meals, steak and brown rice meals. I have two scrambled eggs, oatmeal, and fruit meals. And then I'll have one egg whites, oatmeal, and fruit meal. So I pretty much eat the same thing every day. It gets it gets boring, but again, my body is, uh, I'm getting results from it. My waistline's getting tighter. But yeah, um, I may add a meal or two. Um, the next couple of weeks or so, because I, I'll probably put on maybe 10 pounds for the Olympia. Um, 10 good pounds. But again, I'm not looking at the scale. I'm looking at the mirror. So about four or five meals a day right now. Uh, 
Like, so, uh, big big meals though. I do ten ounces of steak and about three cups of brown rice. Two of my meals. So, big, big meal. yeah. He also asked, what about Wisconsin for test, for HRT? Wisconsin? Oh, yeah. We can get Wisconsin out there. We do all 50 states except for Idaho. So, Wisconsin, yeah. Anybody in Wisconsin, just call 727-389-3220. Um, let one of the girls know on the phone what, what you want to do. Um, we do HRT. We do medical weight loss, injectable aminos. we got everything to make you look good and feel good. So, just call the line. We'll take care of you. But, yep, we can get out to Wisconsin. Let's see what else we got out here. I'm in the TikTok now. Really oh, let's check out. All right, let's see what we got here. Whoa. There's a bunch of people coming in here. All right. A lot of people joining right now. Awesome, awesome. All right, you want to talk about uh, events? Yes, events coming up, guys. You know, Titans, we are everywhere. We got car shows, bodybuilding shows. We do it all. So upcoming Titan events, September 15th and 16th, St. Pete Art and Fashion Week. Um, it's one of my favorite uh, times when we do these fashion shows, uh, I'll be wearing, I'll be modeling some of the newest Titan uh, apparel. The girls will be modeling some of the newest swimsuits and apparel as well. Uh, it's good music, uh, good energy, um, and that's going to be at the Coastal Creative, and that's on uh, South St. Petersburg, Florida. First to have South in St. Pete. So uh, they also have an opening night every the day before on that Friday that we'll be doing. Yeah, if you guys also, we have VIP tickets required for the opening night as well. So if you guys want to come to the opening night, Suri, that's going to be at the Jackie Z Style uh, Company. And the address there is 113 2nd Ave North, and that's Sundial St. Pete. So again, those are VIP tickets for that. That's going to be on Friday. Um, the actual fashion show will be the next night, I believe. But yeah, it's going to be a two-day show. A lot, of, a lot of models coming in from out of town, not just with Titan, with other companies as well. So... Good setup. You can sit there and have a runway, listen to music, get some food, drinks, watch us model the clothes, watch the other companies and other um, organizations model their clothes. But it's always a good time, and that's going to be September 15th and 16th. After that, October 21st, the Hurricane Pro. Shout out to Tim Gardner, put on another great event. The Tampa Pro was insane, and I'm sure the Hurricane Pro is going to be insane as well. That's Tim Gardner Productions. That's going to be at the Coliseum in St. Pete. I love that venue. My favorite venue. Easy parking. It's like a smaller, old-school venue where it's just the atmosphere is insane in there. So that's going to be October 21st, 2023. And again, Titan Medical is the sponsor for that event. After that, the O is in the O. The Olympia in Orlando. That's going to be November 2nd through the 5th. And again, it's in Orlando this year at the um, Orange County Convention Center. This year it was planned out years ago so um last expo that they had at the olympia in orlando was very small this one's going to be how it is normally it's going to be hundreds of thousands of vendors it's going to be a great time we'll have special guests at the booth throughout the day so make sure you stop by hit the ipad grab a t-shirt get some pictures talk to the girls talk to me talk to john sharice everybody will be there so that's the olympia um november 2nd through the 5th in orlando after that, Festivals of Speed. Two weeks after that, we'll be out in Orlando again at the Ritz-Carlton for the Festivals of Speed. Another insane car show. Um, if you guys haven't been to these Ritz-Carlton car shows, these Festivals of Speed, it's insane. I mean, as soon as you get to the Ritz-Carlton, go around to the backside, you'll see hundreds and hundreds of cars. Bugattis, Lamborghinis, Ferraris. 
um, Hellcats, Jeeps, high-end Mercedes, old school, a million-dollar cars, two million-dollar cars. It's going to be insane. They have good energy, good vibes. It's at the Ritz, so if you guys want to stay there, they have great um, pool and everything like that too. The hotel next to the Ritz has a great is a great hotel too, and they're connected outside. So if you want to come in for the weekend, you can stay at the Ritz or stay next door. They have a crazy pool outside. Come by the booth, get a picture, and I will be cranking up. Me and John will be cranking up the cars, so if you want to hear the Lambo, if you want to hear the Hellcat, if you want to hear the C8, come by the booth. Just please don't touch any of the cars unless we say you can. We'll crank them up for you, let you get some pictures, some videos, some good content out there. But again, that's the last, um, actually no, we got one more after that. We got Cars and Couture. Cars and Couture, November 18th. Um, so again, Cars and Couture is November 18th, and then Festival of Speed is November 19th. So, <laughs> we got car show. We got car shows back to back that weekend. So it's going to be a great weekend. Um, this the cars and couture is actually in Tampa. It's in Falkenberg Road. It's going to be at the Motor Enclave. Uh, again, that's on Falkenberg. So cars and couture. Another thing, just like the St. Pete. Um, excuse me. Just like festivals of speed, it's going to be a lot of high end cars, a lot of good music. And it's always a good time. So make sure you stop by. It's going to be in Tampa this year. Now, again, every week when I'm doing this show, I'll, I'll let you guys know the events. We have a lot of other events in the works, so if things pop up, I'll let you know. These are just what we have scheduled as of yet. So, again, we're only into November here, so we, we know what's going on for the rest of November, December, then we got a whole nother year. So make sure you tune in every week so you can check out what's added and uh, what new events we got. Let's check real quick any more questions before I get off. I always like to make sure I get to you guys questions, so let me see. And for some of those car shows, we do have tickets to give away. Car shows? Yeah. Like oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So some of the car shows, Arch has let me know. He said we do have tickets to give those away. So uh, if you guys are interested in tickets, just make sure you're tuning in. Sometimes I'll do giveaways. Sometimes I'll do contests for giveaways. So make sure you tune in if you need tickets. Make sure you're tuning in every week. Shout out to Beast Mode Gold you just joined, too. Shout out to Steph. One of my clients just joined on right now. Shout out to Christians, <laughs> Christian. Strength addicts is always in the building. Oh yeah. Has he seen John's yet? Have you seen the Titan Hellcat yet, Christian? Have you seen the Titan Hellcat? Oh man. Red eye. He's gonna like that one. You gotta check out the. Uh, let me see. Sean Purcell's on here. She always has great questions. Okay, here we go. I have a question about CJC slash IPA, twelve milligram, twelve milligram. It burns when I mix it. It burns when I mix it with 3ML bacteriostatic water. CJC is known to have a little bit of a sting to it. Not like a, I don't know if sting is a word. It's kind of like a B12 where you actually notice it a little bit. A lot of times when people take B12, they're like, oh, why does it hurt? Did I do something wrong? No, B12 has a little bit a little bit of a sting to it, but it only lasts a couple of minutes, a couple seconds, I should say, and goes away. Kind of like B12. Um, one thing you could do... Um, if you're experiencing that, um, when you mix it with the bacteriostatic water, is you could just add more water. But again, make sure you're doing it mathematically correct where you're getting the same dosage. But again, I would just go with how it's supposed to do. I would just take it how it's how you're normally taking it. And again, anytime you take B12, it stings a little bit. Um, CJC can sting a little bit. Um, vitamin C, um, vitamin C because it's in its oil base and because of the citric, um, the city of it, vitamin C can sting a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah. But she says she likes smaller volume, but also leaves marks. 
Okay, last thing is how are you injecting it and where are you injecting it? Like I said earlier in the video, if you're only going, if you're not going deep enough, it could leave a mark. You don't want to go into a tendon or a ligament. It has to be um, in a soft, you know, like a subcutaneous area. So um, is it leaving marks from the injection or is it leaving marks from the actual therapy being in your body? Like, is it a needle mark or is it a thing? Because, yeah, because, um. Yeah. Because like if yeah, sometimes if people don't go far enough into, if they're doing an IM injection, it'll, it'll look like a pimple. Okay, subcutaneous lower abs. Yeah, lower abs, that might be the, the issue right there. Um, what are you taking it for? And the only reason I'm asking that is because I don't do any sub-Q abs anymore. I, I did them before. I didn't like it. Um it just didn't work for me. It was uncomfortable. And it just, for what I was doing, it didn't work. So um, what are you using it for? If you're using it, I said she's also tried it in the thigh and arm. So your thigh and arm also gave you that same problem. I'm not sure. I, I haven't heard of that. Uh, I have heard of it having a little bit of a, a feel to it when you do it. That's normal, like B12. Uh, but I haven't had that. Um, I'm not sure why why they'd be doing that. You might have sensitive skin. You might. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Some people, some people, they just scar easily, or they just. Uh, is there any type of pain outside of that little sting? Or um, I'm not sure what that could be. Let's see what else we got on here. TikTok. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for this week. Again, I'll be right back next week, 2 p.m., Titan Lifestyle. If you guys missed this episode, you could always check it out. It'll be up on the main page in a couple hours once it's fully edited. Also, check us out on TikTok. Check us out on YouTube. Make sure you hit the bell so you're subscribed. Check me out on Instagram. Check Titan out on Instagram. And I'll be back next week. Guys, have a great week. Get your questions ready. I'll be back next week. This is Titan Lifestyle.